Welcome to Shatterproof. I'm your host, Todd Callahan. It's been a minute since I've been with you, but it's it's uh, it's always good to uh, to get back in the seat here and get behind the mic and and uh, share with you some stuff that God has been putting on my heart. And I pray that um, the start of 2024 has been incredible for you. I pray that it's been awesome. Uh, there's so many crazy things going on. Um, you know, I told my wife this past week, I'm like, I have never in my in in my recent memory. Uh, looked at culture and just thought to myself how disconnected and how uh, degenerate this whole culture feels. It, it, it's just crazy how how wild and 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 discombobulated this whole culture uh, feels right now. And um, if you're part of our church, you know that I've been kind of looking at a lot of the um, uh, the stuff that's been happening um, with with the climate uh, conversation. And, uh, you know, this is something that I think a lot of Christians just kind of steer clear from. Um, I'm guilty of that as well, uh, recently until recently rather. And, um, you know, this whole climate change agenda, which has just been, uh, perpetrated and, and pushed, um, uh, by, by liberalism and a lot of the, um, ideologies of the green technology and all of those that want to push this green agenda and as I've thought about it, as I've looked at things, as I've kind of modeled what they say versus what they're doing, there's so much hypocrisy in this whole thing. And a lot of Christians kind of stay away, stay away from the conversation. They don't want to get involved in it. They just kind of roll their eyes at a lot of stuff. But as I have been spending a lot of time, I would say the last six to eight months, really, well, probably more than that, almost a year, I would say, uh, because I really noticed this at the start of the baseball season for our sons last year in uh, March and April. So, you know, we're, we're pushing a year here. Uh, the amount of spraying that has been going on in our airspace. And, you know, I, I know the first couple of times I mentioned this, there were people that were DMing me and messaging me and emailing me. And uh, some people that had my number were texting me saying, hey, pastor, I think you got this wrong. It's, it's, it's uh, just contrails. There's no chemtrails. Uh, you know, our, our government doesn't, doesn't spray chemtrails or do anything like that. And so I, you know, I just kind of pushed back and said, you know, I hope you're right, but I don't think you are because contrails kind of dissipate uh, a little bit quicker than, than what I'm seeing because these, the spraying that's happening in our atmosphere right now, uh, these trails that are being left, they grow, they expand, and they eventually cover the entire space and area that they've been sprayed in. They cover up the sun. They're creating cloud cover. They're producing excessive amounts of precipitation. And we want to just sit here and ignore what's happening and say, well, it's just a bunch of contrails. That sounds to me like people that don't want to do their research, they don't want to do any type of uh, um, personal investigation into what's taking place. So I kind of, uh, you know, last year put put um, my hand to the plow here and started going after the um, Vermont Department of Environmental Conservation, which oversees the air quality and climate of the state and, and whatever else they do. And I cannot tell you for months and months and months, I cannot tell you how many phone calls I've made. And... In all of this time that I've, that I've made these phone calls, I've spoken to the same person twice. And I cannot get ahead of any um, department to call me back. I, I just get someone that represents a certain division of that. And, and even them, they don't have any power or, or authority to control any conversation or control any narrative. And she continues to tell me there is no spraying in, in Vermont. There's no spraying that's taking place around this area. Um, I don't know what you're referring to. I don't know what you're seeing. And I asked her, I said, you know, do you work inside all day? Do you get there when it's dark and you leave when it's dark and you just don't see these things? 
you know, and, and then she got, you know, kind of irritated with me and pushed back a little bit and said that I was being snarky with her. And, you know, I'm not, it's just, how can you not, how can you not realize what's happening in the airspace above you unless you are completely oblivious? <laughs> you're driving around town and you're, you're just looking at the cars in front of you and you've never looked at the sky or you're walking outside to get your mail. Just look up. You can see the trails that these planes are leaving. So I started doing my own investigation into this and found out that this goes back decades. This goes back generations. This goes back into the 40s and 50s where the government began weather modification practices. And I think now we are beginning to see that at a greater level, all in the name of climate change. And so as I begin to look at this and I begin to see what's happening in our nation, it's this happening all over the country. Uh, I know Texas just passed a bill to eliminate chemtrailing. I think New Hampshire is on the brink of doing that. So when these bills pass, it tells people like me that, hey, you're not some crazy conspiracy theorist. What you are seeing and what you have researched and all of the details that surround uh, the obvious are right. And that when people tell you and insinuate that you're a conspiracy theorist and that what you're seeing is not really what you're seeing, that it's an obvious cover-up. And I think if you look at the liberal media, if you look at everything that's happening now in culture uh, regarding climate change, you realize how, how hypocritical it is. Uh, you're going to sit here and say, well, we've got to do things to eliminate carbon emissions. Well, you're flying jets and planes, spraying chemicals all over the country into air and in, into the airspace, making it making the air polluted with chemicals, all in the name of climate change, yet you're causing a greater damage than gas powered cars are. So when we're focused on gas powered cars, <laughs> and that seems to be the the narrative. And listen, I don't care whether you're for gas powered or whether you're you're um, uh, you're for batteries or you know I don't care. You can cut out the floorboard of your car and and push it with your feet and and act like a Flintstones for all I care. But <laughs> you know you should be able to make your own individual decision. Is what I'm getting at. We should not be forced by government out of gas powered vehicles all in name all in the name of climate change which is, and I've, I've, th I've thought over, you know, for years and years, I thought climate change, that whole narrative was fake. It was, it was blown out of proportion. And now I really, truly believe that that's where we're at. It's completely dictated, governed, and driven by government. And so here we are as Christians feeling, uh, you know, where we're, we're kind of pressed into this narrative where, uh, Psalm 24, uh, verse 1, I, I've heard, you know, Christians say, how can other Christians not can be concerned about the climate? Because the, the earth is the Lord's, everything in it, and the world, and all who live in it, for he founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. And uh, 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 what is it? Romans chapter 8, we know the whole creation has been groaning as the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sons, the redemption of our bodies. So when, when, when you know, Christians start taking scripture and applying that and saying, you know, God has given us the power and the authority in the earth to govern it, which he has, but then they use it from a, a place where if you don't agree with this green ideology, you don't, you don't agree with Alexander Ocasio-Cortez and Rashida Tlaib and, and all these other uh, green pushers in Congress— they make it seem as though you can't possibly be a Christian if you don't agree with this. No, I agree with taking care of the earth. I believe we ought to take care of the earth. I don't believe that that determination lies solely in the hands of Democrats in Congress. I don't believe it lies solely in the hands of Republicans in Congress. I believe it lies solely in the hands of individual 
uh, decisions, individuals who have character, who have integrity, who have the ability to rationalize what they believe is right and what is not right. And so I'm not going to continue to sit here and watch these planes fly over our head and, and not say anything. If I saw someone throw trash out of their car, I would stop my car and I'd pick up the trash and I'd collect it because I don't want to see someone litter. I don't, I don't want to see that outside my neighborhood or driving on the streets that represent my community. I'm going to pick it up if, if I have the opportunity to. So I'm going to do things that reflect my ability to impart my belief system inside of a cultural system, but I am certainly not going to allow my, my integrity and my character and my belief system to be dictated and, and, and driven inside of a system of hypocrisy that these people, that these people, these socialists like Bernie Sanders, who's, who's here in our state, unfortunately, here in Vermont. And I'm not going to listen to these guys push their narrative onto our belief system and make it seem as though if we are Christians, we must agree with what they say regarding the climate. Because if they truly, really cared about the climate and it had nothing to do with control, it had nothing to do with filtering money, it had nothing nothing to do with, with trying to uh, depopulate a society, and I'm just going to leave that there for you to figure out what I'm saying, then... I believe that we would see some things a little bit differently set up in this climate uh, conversation. But when you've got wackos like uh, Al Gore, and I call him a wacko because, I mean, he's said for decades that all the polarized caps were going to be melting and, you know, the whole world was coming to an end. And yet here we are and we have greater uh, ice caps. We have uh, ice growing in certain places. It's never grown before. And, and, you know, so you have people like that that perpetrate it. Remember years ago, they went from global warming and then they realized, oh, the earth is actually in a cooling cycle. So we can't use the term global warming anymore. So they decided to change it. And they now use the term climate change because, hey, some days it's sunny and some days it's cloudy. Some days it's dry and some days it's raining. Some days it rains, some days it snows. Wow. Look at all the climate change. I mean, it's, it's absolutely insanity. And people buy into this stuff. They buy into this and then they turn around. There's people I'm sure at your workplaces or people that, you know, maybe, maybe in your church, maybe in your family that sit there and say to you as a Christian, if you don't buy into this narrative, you can't possibly be a Christian because the Lord, the earth is the Lord's and, and, and everything in it. And we are the stewards of the earth. So we've got to buy into this climate change narrative where, if we're a Christian, I completely wholeheartedly disagree with that wholeheartedly. And so, you know, when, when you look at your character as it relates to this climate change narrative, character is basically the total makeup of a person, right? It's the ability to handle the demands of reality. Now, when I look up into the air, when I look up into the, into the, into the airspace and I look up into the sky, I see planes chemtrailing. That's what I see. And, and they, they're leaving trails, they're leaving lines, they're leaving patterns. You can literally see them spraying over populated areas. And so if, if you've not recognized that and seen that, I would encourage you to be a little bit more observant when you're outside, if you can get a clear day, because I mean, here where we are, it's been cloudy upon cloudy upon cloudy. So either, they've either been spraying at night because there's been an uproar about this all over the nation in the past several weeks. And so this program, um, which uh, let, me, let me go back to telling you, um, this lady that I contacted twice, the same lady at the Department of Environmental Conservation here in Vermont told me eventually after, you know, pushing back a good bit, she said, listen, sir, all I can tell you is there's no chemtrailing happening here in this state. So if you want more information, the only thing I can tell you to do is contact the FAA. 
So I said to her, is that your way of telling me this is not a state-funded program, but this is a federally-funded program? And she said, sir, all I'm going to tell you is if you want answers to what you're asking, you need to contact the FAA. So I started contacting the FAA. And guess what? To my shock and surprise, I've never received a phone call back. You can't talk to anyone. You can't email anyone with any kind of correspondence. You never get a phone call back. There's no one to talk to. Why? Because the government is controlling every, every ounce of this. And they're not going to, they don't want to be held accountable to this stuff. That's why at a grassroots level in Texas and New Hampshire, there have been um, lawsuits filed to stop this chemtrailing. So now you're going to have people saying, well, if you're a Christian, you shouldn't be suing anyone. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it, it's just madness, absolute madness. So, you know, your character is the ability to handle the demands of reality. I need to be able to honor the character and the integrity that God's given me. Look up, see something that is not right. See something that is polluting the, the atmosphere. See something that is causing this earth that God gave us to steward and can be causing harm to bodies as we breathe this stuff in. I mean, goodness gracious, they say they want to eliminate carbon out of our complete atmosphere and, and, and get carbon off the earth. Guess what? We're made of carbon. So are they saying they want to depopulate the earth? Well, I'll leave that for you to, to decide. I have my opinions on that, and you can probably determine what I believe. But you don't violate your principles based on the pressures of society and the pressures of culture. So when it comes to something like climate change, whether you are a Christian or not a Christian, you should be driven by your principles, your values, and the morality that you carry and not allow government to dictate to you what those moralities are and what your value systems are. Because life brings seasons to us, and in those seasons of life, we're going to learn certain things that are going to change our value system. We're going to see certain things that are going to cause us to make determinations about what we see and what we're perceiving that maybe we didn't make a year ago or two years ago or five years ago. And, and this value system that, that we, we, we live life by. I've got to remain true to that value system in all seasons because character is manifest when standards and values are tested. That's the making of lions. I still, to this day, two and a half years later, three years later, have people saying to me, you know, what was it like in 2020 when you were being pressed by the government and you were being, you know, attacked and you were being blown up in the news and people were talking about you because you kept the church open. And I tell the stories time after time because I'm encouraging people to become lions. I'm encouraging people not to allow um, those around them and culture and government and, 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 and those in their family who don't understand their calling and their mission and their mandate to be suppressed inside of their character and their integrity for the sake of not hurting someone's feelings or for the sake of giving into cultural pressures. Because there's no greater authority than kingdom moral authority. So if God's given you a word, you stand on that word. If God has, has impressed upon you a morality of heaven, a conviction of, through the word that, that you stand on, then do not get off of that, regardless of the culture, regardless of the pressures. When people know what you believe and, and live by what you say, you can walk in a room and just your sheer presence will change the whole room. When you live by what you say, you walk in a room and you can change the entire atmosphere without even saying a word. Just your presence in the room changes that because the authority that you walk in carries so much weight.
because of the convictions of your beliefs they have, that have permeated your entire life. So when we get to this whole climate change narrative, yeah, I want to see the earth taken care of. I'm responsible as a child of God to make sure I tend to the earth to the best of my ability with inside of my convictions and my moral conscience that God's given me and make sure that I can tend to the earth the best that I can. But we, so, you know, I don't believe that God has given people creative ingenuity and, and the ability to create certain things like vehicles, like modes of transportation. I believe that he created this atmosphere. He created the earth in such a way to where it's able to repair itself. And you can disagree with me if you want to. I, I studied meteorology years and years ago uh, when I was in uh, when, I, when I was in school. I was actually going to go in before I can, before I went into music um, um, performance in school. Uh, I was going to go into meteorology. I wanted to be one of those hurricane reconnaissance aircraft crazy people that would go down into the eye of a hurricane and would study the the pressure and and you know do all the readings and report that stuff and see where the hurricanes were. I wanted to chase down tornadoes, <laughs> and I was one of those crazy people. So, um, you know, I studied a lot of this stuff, and what I learned over the years while I studied is when there are um, elements of the atmosphere and elements of the earth that are are um, harmed. God has built what he built in a way where it's, uh, you know, it's able to repair itself. It rejuvenates itself. And here we are spraying chemicals into the air, trying to play God, which is exactly what a lot of Democrats, liberals, and progressives think that they are. They think they are, they are gods unto all of us. I mean, let's call it what it is. They think they have the right to dictate to you and me the value systems that we live by. They are not God. They don't have the right to try to modify the weather. They don't have the right to try to modify and change what happens in and on the earth. We are led by the Holy Spirit as believers. Therefore, our convictions will bring about the changes that need to be made in our life to bring us to a place where our moral convictions are what, dri are, what are driving us. Not a bunch of people in Congress that are trying to use programs like climate change to filter money all over the world. And if you don't think that's what it is, wake up. It is not a righteous moral agenda that these people have. There are many other things behind it. That's why when they put these climate change bills uh, before Congress, there's all of these other programs and all of these other, um, you know, all these other junk and pork that's attached to it that they want passed with this climate change agenda or with this climate change bill, because it's not about climate change. They really don't care about it. They don't care about you. They don't care about me. All they care about is their power, and all they care about is the financial impact that all of their, their decisions make in those, with, through those that are in power. So when, when, when you know that there is something that is violating your conscience, it's got to be something that you respond to. So as it relates to this whole climate change conversation, I would encourage you, you know, if you're looking up and you're seeing these planes fly over your area, whatever nation, whatever, whatever state you're living in, whatever portion of the world you're living in, if you're seeing this happen where you are, call your representatives. Let them hear your voice of concern. And like me, if you live in a very progressive liberal area, then use their own verbiage to combat what it is you are seeing in the air. If they're sitting here and they're talking about eliminating aircrafts, and they're except for their private jets because it, they get to fly wherever they want to, this is such an elitist culture. You know, th this is not a, this is not a, we're not in America. In America, we're not a free society anymore. We are dictated and governed by those who are elitists. They are the ones. If you have the money, you have the power, then you're going to have the control. 
And so people can sit here and say, well, we, I believe that our voting process is completely um, free of any errors or any fallacies, and there's no election fraud or election interference. It's garbage. All of it, all of it is controlled, every ounce of it. Every ounce of it is controlled. There's manipulation and corruption at every level of government and every level of power in this nation and, for that fact, around the world. Why is the World Health Organization impacting the decisions that America makes regarding what happens in this nation? The World Health Organization, no one voted them in. They are not an authority figure. Why is the World Economic Forum having, having any impact in what happens in America? I could care less what Klaus Schwab and all those crony elitists have to say. They don't have any power over us, but yet they're controlling what you see in your airspace because there's money involved. For the love of money is the root of all evil. The love of money. Money itself is not evil. Money is neutral. The love of money and the ability to manipulate, deceive, and distort the integrity and the character of those who believe what God's Word says, those who have convictions that differ from those elitists that we see around the world, if you differ and you disagree with them, then you, will, you, you are at a place of being penalized for disagreeing with them. So now we've got planes flying over our heads in our skies, dropping who knows what into the atmosphere, and now we're breathing it in. If you think for one second that there will not be found, that, that someone's going to do some study and find out that what's being sprayed is causing cancer to rise, I, I saw this, this uh, article the other day with this report with this astronomical increase in the amount of uh, turbo cancers, I believe they called it, and all of them had been vaccinated. And I'm not saying that if, you, if you're vaccinated that you're going to get cancer. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying this report said there's turbo cancers that are happening. There's been a, a rise in cancer, an accelerated rise in cancer in people's bodies, and when they look at the number one denominating denomination to uh, this, this situation— it comes down to all of them being vaccinated or most of them being vaccinated. So government telling you, go get vaccinated, go get vaccinated, go get vaccinated. Now we see an acceleration in, in cancer. And guess what? Now the pharmaceutical industry has the answer. Do you, do you see the cycle? So now they're spraying stuff. Is it going to increase cancer? Who knows? No one knows what they're spraying. Is it sodium iodine? Is it some aluminum, aluminum based thing? Uh, who knows? No, no idea. So what is it that is happening in the earth, above the earth, in our, in our airspace? And so I encourage you, if you truly care about stewarding the earth that God has given us to steward, then be a vessel to be not just a talking point about this whole green agenda and say, oh, we've got to get rid of the cars. We've got to get rid of all the cars. What they're spraying in our atmosphere is much more harmful, in my opinion, than the amount of cars that we have driving on the roads at certain times of the year. And if, you know, I, I forget the, um, the program I was watching the other day, they were talking about the place where all of these batteries come from and these batteries that are being mined in all of these impoverished areas around the world that are being, you know, children are, are, are um, um, uh, harvesting all of these products that are needed to make these batteries to power these um, battery-powered vehicles, and then what happens to those batteries, and how long do those batteries stay around? Is it really a green agenda? No, it's not a green agenda. It's a power agenda. It's a, it's a money agenda. That's all it is. They truly do not care. So as Christians, we have to allow the integrity of heaven, the morality of God, to 
help us determine the ways in which we can steward and take care of the earth. I fully believe it's our responsibility as believers to take care of the earth that God has given us to steward and tend. But I do not believe that we are to allow other people and political powers around this nation to pretend that they are God and try to dictate and determine our moral conscience and force us to do things that violate that conscience. They are not God. They will never be God. No matter what they spray in the sky, no matter what they do on the earth, they will never be God. And make sure you are not serving them as that. Make sure you question, you need to question what's happening in government. You need to question what's happening uh, in, in the airspaces. What are these guys spraying? I want to know. Why, 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 why should I not know? If this stuff is being forced on me and I have no option but to breathe it in, I want to know what it is. But you can't get anyone to answer you. You can go online and Google a whole bunch of stuff, and there's people who've been able to get some answers, but it's a, it's a varied, uh, you know, it, it varies on what, what the, the, uh, the answers are as to what they're spraying. Nobody really has an exact answer of what's being sprayed. Because no one's, you know, all these private, I'm assuming it's private contractors that the government is hiring to do these things. So we're living in a culture right now where manipulation is running at a level I've never seen before. We're running um, all kinds of deceptive programs in this nation and throughout the world. We're doing, people are doing everything that they can possibly do to create a false reality. Um, and so, you know, th there are things that I believe that we've got to allow the Holy Spirit to convict us with uh, regarding uh, discernment and what we are able to perceive as right, what we are able to perceive as wrong, uh, what we are able to determine within our own right uh, that is based on uh, the value system that God has given us. And, and, and you know, people have, people are watching what your, your, what your responses are and what, your, what our, our re reactions are to what's happening around the world. And that's when you know God is making you a lion. When your character can be tested, and you not be persuaded to move off of the, 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 the place where he rooted you. People can call you a conspiracy theorist all they want to. But if the discernment of the Holy Spirit is telling you, when you look up and you see what's being sprayed in the atmosphere and you're, you, know, you, don't, you don't ignore that, and you're saying, man, this doesn't seem right. I got to look into this. Follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Because character doesn't manifest in times when it's easy. Character is manifested when an opportunity has been presented where we can take our, our values and our standards and you either have the opportunity to violate them or not. That's when the character of someone that God is making a lion is put on display. Because listen, you don't know what you believe until you're tempted to break it. So when you get pressed about climate change, you get pressed about some of these agendas that are being pushed in government right now here in America, you, you've got to determine whether or not you believe it or if you don't believe it. And if you don't believe it, are you willing to stand on the truth of what you do believe in the face of the opposition that's coming your way because you're unwilling to be moved? And so make sure that as you, and I know this is a tough, kind of a tough conversation to have because many people kind of steer clear of this. I'll post stuff on social media about climate change and nobody interacts, nobody, nobody says too much of anything. Um, because people are afraid to talk about it because they don't want to be considered some crazy person or some, uh, you know, irrational person who's operating out of irrational thought. But for me, it's not that it's, it's, I'm operating in rational thought and I'm using my God given perspective with my eyes to discern what, what is not right. 
And so, um, you know, I was in my backyard the other night taking the dogs out and I looked up and it was a, it was a clear night. And literally over my house, you could see the flashing of the, the lights of the planes. And right behind that plane, you could see a thick trail being sprayed. And I came back inside. I told my wife, I said, they're spraying at night. I said, I guarantee you tomorrow morning, it's going to be as, as cloudy as it was the day before. Because, you know, they'll give you little breaks of sunshine. They'll give you little breaks where it's clear and they make you think, oh, hey, look, the government's not doing anything. I know some of y'all probably listen to this podcast going, what the heck is this guy talking about? I'm being perceptive. I'm allowing my own convictions uh, to bring me to a place of prayer and intercession so that I know how to respond in certain seasons of my life like this. That's why I'm reaching out. I'm making phone calls. I'm sending emails. I'm trying to do research to make sure that what I'm sensing in my spirit, I respond to. I've got children and grandchildren. I'll have great grandchildren one day. I want to make sure that I'm doing diligent work to make sure they don't have to be impacted by all this garbage the government is spraying. So if you truly are someone who says, I care about the climate, then start making some phone calls. Because what I saw the other, what I saw the other night, then I woke up the next morning and it was completely cloudy. I knew it was because they sprayed all night. So now are they starting to spray so you can't see them during the day? I don't know. I can't see the sky anymore because it's been cloudy for two weeks. I have no idea. But I guarantee you they're spraying above the cloud line. So if we truly care about the climate, if we truly care about the earth, then we're going to ask questions in the face of those who make it seem as though if you don't agree with what they say, that you're wrong. Ask the questions. Push back. Don't, don't sit there on, on, in your spiritual lazy boy and not allow the discernment of the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you in this conversation. If climate change is going to be a cultural conversation, then I want to be a part of it from a godly perspective with heaven's insight, heaven's intuition, heaven's wit, and heaven's discernment, the discernment of the Holy Spirit. I want to be led that way. So yes, we want to take care of the climate, but we're not going to serve the gods of climate change in Congress. We're not going to serve them. Do not give them the power to influence your morality, your integrity, and the character of heaven that has been developed within you. All right. So I just want to encourage you with, with that today. And I, I pray that, you know, it, it's something that you'll allow to kind of permeate in you and maybe it'll wake up some stuff in you and maybe it'll help make you a little bit more observant to what's happening around you. But God is the God of this world and we have to make sure that we are carriers of his kingdom everywhere we go. So listen, I'm praying for y'all. I love you. I thank you so much. It's a great way to start off 2024 with Shatterproof and uh, many more many more opportunities to connect with each other. But I pray 2024 is incredible. And I pray your family is healthy, well, and blessed. And uh, be believing for some great things this year. God's up to something good in spite of all the craziness and the chaos and the political corruption and all of the, uh, the stuff that's going to be taking place as election season draws near. So keep your heart, your mind in a right place. Keep it in a pure place. Continue to pray and honor God for all that he's done and what he's doing in your life. And uh, trust him for incredible breakthroughs in places where you are believing for a breakthrough. This is going to be an incredible year. Remember, God has made you shatterproof. He's giving you the ability to withstand the pressures, the temptations, and the carnality of humanity. With God, all things are possible. So I love you. I'm praying for you. Go change the world. Bring somebody to Christ and see what God is going to do in and through them because you are a vessel of heaven everywhere you go. Go change the world. 